0: Hey, it's Madison, the Black Eagle, and here's a highlight from today's show. Hey, let me welcome now to the Madison Show, Kimberly uh, Tignor, and is co-founder uh, and, and uh, She Will Rise organization, and she's also the executive director at Institute of Intellectual Property and Social Justice, and. Thank you. Uh hey Kimberly, let me tell you, I you know, I've sorta of held off thinking about whether or not Justice Briar should retire. Um and I kinda of called on a, an old country western song, you gotta know when to hold 'em, fold 'em <laughs> and 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 walk away. And know
1: when to walk away. <laughs> and
0: no when to and when to walk away. And I so and sometimes run. <laughs> Um, but but um, but you know what? And I kept holding off because I hate to tell people, you know, who maybe you know feel like they they still have something to offer. But this is about timing, political timing, is it not?
1: I mean, I think that the timing question it is. It, 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 every listen, it's always about timing, right? And I feel like I mean, even when you think about these pipelines throughout the federal judiciary leading up to the Supreme Court is about timing, it's about consistency, and it's about focus. I feel like that's even a lesson that we've learned um, in watching what's happening on the Supreme Court now. you know, and I know that on everyone's mind, as far as you know Justice Breyer and his decision as to whether or not he should or should not retire. It's something that has, that certainly was on every was front and center on everyone's mind um, this past summer. And it's just you know as I sit and reflect about it and reflect on his legacy and his prestigious and amazing career um, in service, I do think it is a missed opportunity or regrettable that we just did not have an opportunity to further diversify the deliberative body that is on that Supreme Court now.
0: And this speaks to another position, and I, am, and I do not hesitate to take this position. Damn it, it is time, it is past time for a black woman to be represented on that United States Supreme Court. I mean, way past uh, uh, time. Well, now, thank you for go that. Ahead. And thank yeah. you for
1: having us on this morning. I, I really appreciate it, and I appreciate this discussion.
0: Um, for people who might argue, oh well, you just want a black woman on. So let me hear your argument, Kimberly, as to why that would be important. I know the historical significance, but why is it important that a that that a black woman be on the United States Supreme Court?
1: So I would say there's two there's two parts to this answer. The first part is that I think that a lot of people miss that the Supreme Court and honestly the judiciary as a whole, as these justices are making their decisions, it is a deliberative process. They are each weighing in and using their own lived experiences to help guide where they land on every single one of these decisions. And so, you know, from a represent state representation standpoint, we can just get that fundamental marker in there to say this is about lived experiences. This is about bringing mm-hmm. in diverse perspectives. Right. On the second hand, I would say that black women, you know, we sit at the intersection of gender and race bias. And as a result, we, have, we are uniquely qualified at making sure that identifying who is not at the table working to bring them in be it as through representation or just through through thought right to bring their make sure that they're being included and thought of as we deliberate and you know we really are um the masters of leaving the door behind us open right and bringing those in as a result of us being able to sit at the table um so i would say that that is how you know that is the unique quality a black woman would bring to the supreme mm-hmm. court you know
0: Yeah, because as you're talking, and a lot of people may or may not know this, I'm certain you do, your organization, She Will Rise and and the Institute on Intellectual Property and Social Justice, these associate justices all sit around the table. And like you said, they deliver, they they deliberate, they bring to their perspective. Uh, So if you're Hispanic, you bring that perspective. Uh, You if you're a white male, you bring it Uh, who best to bring the perspective of the majority of American citizens and voters in this country than a black woman who, by the way, is not at that table. They're not at that table when they discuss these issues and and come up with uh, with the decisions. Now, this is a political strategy question. Help my audience understand um uh kimberly if politically, how would it be handled if Associate Justice Breyer announced today he was going to retire? what would be the political process and how and and how would we navigate past uh McConnell? and the republicans in the senate
1: well so this is how it goes right so let's say we do get that vacancy tomorrow um we would see the president then um you know he would then nominate someone to fill that seat and then the senate confirmation process that would start so what we'd have is that we would start doing our own vetting Um, both sides would do their own vetting of that candidate they would start doing interviews, looking to their backgrounds, we would have an official background check that would be taking place. Um, and then each side, both um, you know the Republicans and the Democrats, would be doing their own research and looking into the past and the background of that candidate. Then what we'll see is the Senate confirmation hearings. Those would be done in the Senate Judiciary Committee, and then that would be an opportunity for us to then um, you know have the candidate or the nominee testify before the Senate um they would the senators would have their opportunity to ask them their questions, and then soon after that we would have them uh take a after they would get voted out of the committee they would then get a senate floor vote and you know it now because we removed the filibuster um i think that was uh during the vote of justice gorsuch all we need is a, a simple majority to be able to move that nominee to that would get them be confirmed. that would be
0: that would be fifty one votes
1: that's right. That would That's be right. which
0: are the, which. By the way, oh please, uh, what's his name from West Virginia, Manchin. Manchin please don't <laughs> act up. Uh, <laughs> I'm just being real. Uh, <laughs> and Cinnamon, yeah, from Arizona, please. Can, will
1: you let? I think that you made a really interesting point a few minutes ago about the deliberative body of the Supreme Court. And I just want to put a small nugget. I'm going to add something to that that I think a lot of people don't realize about what a deliberative body the entire federal judiciary is. While it may be one judge that is in front of you on your day of court, right, when they go and they close and they go back to their chambers, they are all colleagues you know, mm-hmm. amongst each other. That's and right. they deliberate and lean on the expertise of each other and the thought process of each other. And That's so, right. you know, just again to kind of nail down on that point on the importance of judicia- of, of diversity on the federal judiciary mm-hmm. and the importance of these pipelines and ensuring that they are diverse as well as they lead up to the Supreme Court. Um, so I just wanted to—I I love the point that you made earlier. I just wanted to double down on it. No,
0: I appreciate it because most people don't realize that. I mean, like you, your organization follows, I do, but most people don't understand that. And I've known federal judges that have sat on—they've uh, been very good friends of mine—sat on circuit uh, benches, mm-hmm. and and thank God they were there, and the the. the Uh, Damon Keith's of the world, the Nathaniel Joneses of the world, um, you know, they then they will say, Joe, without us sitting there, the perspective wouldn't be heard and and wouldn't be known. Uh, And so I'm glad you did nail down. So this goes back now to the politics. Let's make the assumption. Fifty one votes are right there now. Right now, you've got it. And I'm not taking anything from, away from Associate Breyer, Justice Breyer. He's participated on my show and programs that we've had. He has a stellar career. But we, gotta, we, we have to be careful because we've got a major uh, uh, election coming up, a new Senate. That's right. Uh, now would be the time. Now, the, in other words, we, the the votes are there because the Republicans are going Mitch McConnell's going to do what he can to stop it. We know that. But he doesn't have the votes right now. If every Democrat held tight. Um, now, here's the other political question. Do you have any indication? Uh, Kimberly t- uh, taking on. Do you have any indication that? Joe Biden, President Biden, would nominate an African-American woman?
1: Well, you know, we saw, I mean, my the short answer, yes, right? I would say last summer we saw then-candidate Biden and um, then-candidate Sanders commit to nominating the first black woman to the Supreme Court. Um, and I have to tell you, I mean, that was part of the reason why we started She Will Rise, is that, you know, it was something that was so so, so significant, you know, to me as a black woman, um, as a civil rights advocate, um, is that this commitment was made, and I was a little concerned when I didn't see a lot of energy around this commitment. And, you know, last summer was the summer of all summers um, when it comes to looking at social social justice and civil rights issues. I feel like it brought, it just kind of brought to the top. So many issues from police reform, access to to quality health care, voting rights. I mean, there were so many things that we had to pay attention to and were just really brought to the light in a very upsetting and glaring way. And what we really think is important, and what we wanted to do is demonstrate to the civil rights community to communities of color of how the Supreme Court and the courts as a whole, the federal courts as a whole needs to be integrated into the social justice and civil rights agenda which it, which it already is, but as I'm talking about you know to to in a grassroots way to integrate that into the strategy for social justice reform.
0: Again. Yeah, you're absolutely 100 percent correct. I, I I appreciate you coming on. Final question, and that is: so what can my listeners do here on the Madison Show? What's our next step? Because I don't know. Do we do we contact the Associate Justice Breyer and say, "Come on, man, you know it's time to fold them. <laughs> it's to walk away." Uh, I mean, w- what? because, you know, the, it's his decision. It really is his decision. And I'm not suggesting he would make it in a vacuum. So what What can the average listener do?
1: I think that what we, I mean, what I know we should do is a couple things. I mean, so one, I would love for your listeners to engage and follow and stay connected with She Will Rise. You can find us at org. That's W-W-W-S-I-S. T A S-C-O-T-U-S dot org, Um, sign our petition, engage with us online, join the conversation, because what I think is going to be critically important is that our folks stay engaged on the importance of the Supreme Court, not when there is a vacancy, right?, but every day we need to be thinking about and talking about how it's impacting our day to day lives. Because as you already know, if we're not talking about the Supreme Court until there's a vacancy, we're 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 years yeah, too late to too the late, conversation.
0: Right? Yeah. And and I also know this, um, and I want everybody to understand it, although sometimes I think they get fooled, these justices don't make a decision in a vacuum. That's right. They really don't. I mean, this you know, it, as if they don't read newspapers, as if they don't listen. You know, they they don't make uh, these decisions. And Brian knows what's going on. He's got friends uh, and associates, and and uh, they, they, they these decisions uh, you have as much of an impact. All of us do as the as the legal code does. I mean, it's, it's, it's a combination, really, of, of both. Uh, we'll make sure all this gets on our social media. I appreciate it, and uh, we'll definitely be back in touch.
1: Oh, thank uh, you so much for having me on today. Yeah, I appreciate
0: it. Yeah, I, you know, I, like I said, I've been putting off stating my position on this only because I've known Justice Breyer, and I'm one of these people that, uh, you know, I hate to push people out. Uh, especially if they're not ready to go, but uh, sometimes you know it's it, it is about political timing because Lord knows if, if 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 it shifts the other way and McConnell mm, is is back in power, we can bend over and kiss our collective political butts goodbye. Um, so. That's just my input. Thank you. Appreciate it, Kimberly. Thank you. And we'll be back in touch. I promise.
1: Okay. Talk soon.
0: You can listen to yours truly, Madison, the Black Eagle live every Monday through Friday on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.